Good morning. It is Kale and Company live for a Tuesday. And this Tuesday is the penultimate day of November. Can you believe it? Tuesday, November 29th. Great to have you along with us. And we are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Northeast Delta Dental has individual and family plans designed to fit your lifestyle. You can learn more and find your plan at anydelta.com or deltadentalcoversme.com. Great to have you with us. And, of course, the big match is today. And there's been a lot of talk about the big match. Which one am I talking about? I'm talking about the one that's taking place in Qatar or Qatar. No one can seem to decide how to pronounce the name of the country, but you know what I'm talking about. And it's uh, win or go home for the United States men's soccer team. And they're playing Iran. And this game has uh, been the center of a lot of controversy. U.S. and Iran. Iran state media uh, this is according to uh, a story published by uh, CNN. Iran state media has called for the U.S. to be kicked out of the 2022 World Cup after the United States Soccer Federation changed Iran's flag on its social media platforms to show support for protesters in Iran. Uh, the Federation has temporarily displayed Iran's national flag on its official Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook accounts without the emblem of the Islamic Republic. A now-deleted graphic of the Group B standings posted on Saturday displayed the Iranian flag only bearing its green, white, and red colors. U.S. soccer told CNN on Sunday that it wanted to change the official flag for 24 hours to show support for the women in Iran fighting for basic human rights, but always plan to go back to the original flag. The change, according to uh, U.S. soccer, was a one-time graphic. We have the main flag on our website and other places. The emblem is uh, currently back on the flag on uh, U.S. soccer's social media channels. Spokesman for the State Department told CNN it did not coordinate with U.S. soccer and the sporting body's decision to change Iran's uh, or Iran's flag on its social media accounts to show support for protesters in Iran. According to the State Department, a State Department spokesman told CNN, and I quote here, we look forward to a peaceful and competitive match on the field. The United States continues to find ways to support the Iranian people in the face of state-sponsored violence against women and a brutal crackdown against peaceful protesters, end quote. Iran state media reported Sunday that the United States should be immediately kicked out of the tournament and suspended for 10 games for a, and I quote here, distorted image of the country's flag. By posting a distorted image of the flag of the Islamic Republic of Iran on its official account, the U.S. football team breached the FIFA Calm Charter. FIFA is the governing body of soccer. 
for which a 10-game suspension is the appropriate penalty. That is what uh, an Iran state-aligned Tasneem news agency wrote on Sunday on Twitter. Team USA should be kicked out of the hashtag World Cup 2022, end quote. FIFA did not immediately respond to CNN's request for comment. Iran and the U.S. will play each other today at 2 o'clock. From what I'm told and what I've read, the ratings for World Cup soccer are the best ever. Best ever ratings for World Cup soccer. But today, a crucial Group B match. It is a must-win for the U.S. men's national team if it is to progress to the knockout stages. So it's pretty much win or go home uh, for the U.S. On Monday, U.S. men's national team head coach Greg Berhalter said the team had no idea what U.S. soccer put out but did apologize for the display of the, uh, the flag that was altered on the soccer website. He said, the staff, the players, we had no idea. Our focus is on the match, and I don't want to sound aloof or not caring by saying that, said Burhalter in a regularly scheduled news conference on Monday. Of course, our thoughts are with the Iranian people, the whole country, the whole team, everyone, but our focus is on this match, which will be played at 2 o'clock this afternoon. It will be on uh, Fox Network television. And, and again, uh, there's tremendous interest in uh, World Cup soccer. Uh, Halter went on to say, of course, our thoughts are with the people. Sometimes things are out of control. We believe that it's going to be a match that the result will depend on who puts more effort in and who executes better on the field. We're not focused on those outside things, and all we can do is apologize on behalf of the players and the staff, but it's not something that we were a part of, end quote. Burhalter insisted any noise surrounding Tuesday's match was not impacting the preparation of U.S. players. He said, and I quote, what I see from this group is this tremendous amount of focus. There is no real distractions. I know there's a lot going on here, but the group is focused on how to get a win. So far, uh, they have not been able to do that. They've had two draws, one with Wales and one with England. And today it's win or go home. The U.S. players uh, have been praised, this is from an AP story, as the best generation of American soccer, but they finished third behind Canada and Mexico in World Cup qualifying and now face a much-win final group stage match. So there you go. Iran is uh, appearing at this uh, World Cup under the shadow of domestic turmoil, turmoil, of course, which there has been there for decades or more. The United States, the United Nations, the High Commissioner for Human Rights Chief Volker Turk has said that the country is in a full-fledged human rights crisis as authorities clamp down on anti-regime dissidents. 
Protests referred to by experts as the most significant since the establishment of clerical rule following the 1979 Iranian Revolution and violence have rocked Iran in recent months and threatened the very nature of the country's regime, which has been in power for more than 40 years. It was sparked by the death of Masha Amini, who was a, 21 year, a 22-year-old woman who died after being detained by Iran's morality police, allegedly for not abiding by the country's conservative dress code. Iranian security forces have unleashed a violent response. Latest controversy comes a day after, or after a day, I should say, of issues ahead of the two teams' Group B clash in Doha at the Al-Thumama Stadium. U.S. soccer's decision came on the same day. The former United States men's national team head coach, Jurgen Klinsmann, said he will try to speak with Iran's manager uh, to calm things down after Klinsmann's comments about Iran's culture were branded outrageous remarks. Following Iran's 2-0 victory over Wales on Friday, Klinsman discussed Iran's uh, attitude toward the game of soccer uh, led by the head coach during a panel discussion on the BBC. He said uh, that's their culture and that's their way of doing it and that's why the coach of the team really fits in well with the Iranian national team. So anyway, there you go. There's a lot of uh, drama that has been uh, built up over the uh, last couple of weeks heading toward this match. A lot of unrest in Iran. And we shall see how it all plays out this afternoon in a must-win for the USA. No, no more ties. If they finish tied after regulation and the extra time that will inevitably take place, then uh, that'll do it. A draw or a loss would eliminate the Americans. So that will be it. Say lovey for the USA if they don't win today. So there's your World Cup soccer update right here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. 1450 on the AM dial, 103.9 FM in the Capital Region, 1019 FM in Manchester and well beyond. And we're glad to have you with us. We're going to talk some Patriots football at the bottom of the hour with Tom King, who's been covering the Patriots for almost his entire lifetime for the uh, Nashua Telegraph. And we'll get Tom's take on the big game, the game that could decide the fate of the rest of the Patriots season. Coming up on Thursday night in Foxborough with the big, bad Buffalo Bills. We'll be back. We'll give you more stuff before Tom joins us. And we hope you will continue listening to us right here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. We are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Stay with us. Welcome back. Kale and Company live here for a Tuesday. Great to have you along with us. WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 in the Capital Region, 1019 FM in Manchester, and 
well beyond the Queen City and uh, streaming around the world around the clock at nhtalkradio.com. A story today in the uh, Concord Monitor, the front page of the sports section, Camels are working overtime. This is an Associated uh, Press story run today uh, in the Monitor. I won't read you the whole thing, but it says, Shaheen stretched out on the sand and closed his eyes, but there was little time to rest. We're not talking Bill Shaheen here. We're talking about Shaheen the Camel. World Cup fans coming in droves to the desert outside Doha were ready for their perfect Instagram moment, riding a camel, a camel on the rolling dunes as Qatar, or Qatar, uh, welcomes more than a million fans for the month-long World Cup. Even its camels are working overtime. Visitors in numbers the tiny emirate has never seen before are being seen rushing to finish a bucket list of gulf tourist experiences between games. Ride on a camel's, a camel's back, take pictures with falcons, and wander through the alleyways of traditional markets. So there you go. Even the camels working overtime in Qatar or Qatar. You choose as the World Cup continues. Two o'clock this afternoon, Iran and the USA could be it for the men of the United States of America. Well, another piece today of interest, I think, anyway, in the uh, Concord Monitor. A lot of stuff of interest, but I just happened to uh, run across this article that uh, New Hampshire Charter School enrollment is up 14%. This is a uh, New Hampshire Bulletin article. Enrollment in New Hampshire's public charter schools grew 13.89% over the last school year, according to new figures released by the Department of Education, even as enrollment in public schools dropped overall. The department reported that there were 4,912 students enrolled in the state's 28 charter schools as of the start of the 2022-23 school year. That represents 599 more students than the previous school year when there were 4,313 students overall. The numbers which were shared with the New Hampshire Bulletin represent students from kindergarten to 12th grade and do not count participants in the state's Virtual Learning Academy charter school. The swell in attendance comes as the school choice movement has grown in prominence in New Hampshire in recent years, boosted in part by remote learning during COVID-19 and conservative criticisms of public school curriculum. And it dovetails with a steady rise in the number of families using public funds for private schools under the Education Freedom Account Program, which was created in 2021. Charter schools are alternative versions of public schools that are funded in part through state grants and in part through outside financing, such as private grants and donations. Charter schools are not subject to as many curriculum regulations as traditional public schools and can accept students from across the state. The increase in charter school enrollment 
comes despite the number of students in New Hampshire public schools uh, decreasing by 1.1%, the department reported earlier this month. That drop follows a decrease that has persisted since 2002, largely as a result of a a, uh, falling birth rate uh, in New Hampshire. As attendance at traditional public schools have steadily dwindled, lawmakers and policymakers in the state have increased the number of New Hampshire charter schools in recent years. In early 2021, the Republican-led legislature and executive council approved the uh, first parcel of a uh, $46 million federal grant that would help double the number of charter schools over five years, reversing previous Democratic opposition. The grant is designed to add 29 new charter schools to the state's then-existing 27. Democrats had opposed the expansion, arguing that it would cut into funding uh, sources for traditional public schools. Republicans had argued it would provide more opportunities to lower-income students. The State Board of Education, whose members are nominated by the governor and approved by uh, the Executive Council approved three more charter schools in time for the 2022 to 2023 school year. Coastal Waters Chartered Public School, which opened in Jefferson with 129 students. Hartwood Charter School in Jefferson, which had uh, 31 students on opening day. And Lionheart Classical Academy in Peterborough, which began its year with 155 students. The rest of the 599 student increase came from some charter schools that dramatically increased their enrollment since the past school year. Uh, Wyndham Academy Charter School, for example, increased from 255 to 305 students over the past school year. And Founders Academy Charter School in Manchester jumped from 354 to 428 students. Many charter schools saw steady enrollment this year, while some saw modest increases. And one charter school, Cochico Academy of the Arts in Dover, permanently closed in the past year. That school had 39 students at the start of the 2021-2022 school year. I didn't know that. I actually went to Cochico Arts School. Did you? I did. Yeah, Yeah, in my sophomore year. It was an incredible school. Really? I'm so sad to hear that. Yeah, and uh, I guess uh, it it closed uh, as of uh, the last school year. That's unfortunate. It is unfortunate. That Oh, gosh, that makes me sad. Yeah. And my mother works at Founders. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. We've talked a lot about that uh, on the uh, on the air over the uh, over the last couple of years. Yeah. Uh, charter school offers a, a great alternative, I think. I think it's it, it's terrific. And uh, you've experienced it, and uh, I I sense that you had a, a very good experience at uh, at Kachiko. I I really did. I yeah. feel like I've had every <laughs> education experience from homeschooling to charter um, Montessori school. I went to Montessori school as well, 
And um, yeah, I'd have to say charter is definitely where it's at. Yeah. Um, especially for those that might have an IEP or learning learning disabilities. Um, it's a really great way for you to be, you know, with your teacher and really get yourself immersed in that experience. And sometimes that can get a little bit muddled in public school. There's so many kids. It's not really like one-on-one. You right. Know? Exactly. So, yeah. yeah, you don't feel well, so swept away. I think it's always good to have options. And that's certainly what the charter schools provide. And that, that is terrific. Always good to have... Uh, alternatives and uh, you know charter schools obviously flourishing here uh, in New Hampshire with enrollment from one year to the next up 14 percent that's uh, a significant increase right there I think there's another one that's being built in Pittsfield oh uh, I don't remember I can't remember the name off the top of my head but um, they're in collaboration with the Pittsfield players right now because it's going to have a heavy arts program. Oh, very good. Um, so, yeah, if I think of the name, I'll definitely let you you know. All right. Fill us in because uh, always interested in learning about uh, the growth of charter schools here in the Granite State. Uh, by the way, if you missed it, Celtics have an NBA best now 17-4 and record. They led from start to finish last night in a 140-105 to victory over the Charlotte Hornets at the TD Garden. Celtics led 45-19 to after the first quarter. Never looked back, despite the fact that uh, starters Jalen Brown and Al Horford were both on the sidelines and did not play last night. Uh, Jason Tatum returned to action Monday, scored 35 points. Marcus Smart, 22 points and 15 assists. Malcolm Brogdon off the bench, 21 points. As a team, Celtics 24-52 from three-point land. That's 46.2%. Celtics now 10-1 and one at home, and they will host the Miami Heat tomorrow night at 740. Boston Bruins at 18-3-0 host the Tampa Bay Lightning tonight at the Toronto Dominion Garden. Uh, face-off time will be at 710. And in Monday Night Football, Pittsburgh held off Indianapolis 24-7. Steelers now 4-7. Indy drops to 4-7-1. Patriots and the Bills, Thursday night in Foxborough. We'll talk about that in a few minutes with Tom King from the uh, Telegraph of Nashua. Right here, Kale & Company, presented by Northeast Delta Dental here on WKXL and nhtalkradio.com. We will be all right back. Don't you dare touch that dial. Welcome back. It is Kale and Company live here on WKXL, NHTalkRadio.com, presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Northeast Delta, Delta Dental has individual and family plans designed to fit your lifestyle. Learn more and find your plan at NEDelta.com or DeltaDentalCoversMe.com. And wiping the sleep from his eyes on this Tuesday morning, is uh, Tom King of the uh, Telegraph. Tom, good morning to you. Oh, these are bad times for vampires and sports writers, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tom, I, I, I love to hear that laugh. Tom King has a, has a great laugh. He's had it for many years, and uh, for many years he's been covering the uh, New England Patriots. How many years on the beat, Tom? Well, let's see. It's been since. Are you going to ask me to do math at 8.30 in the morning, Ken? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's been since, um, you know, I did occasional games 
starting in 91, and I think I, I got on the beat uh, as a regular in 94, 95. So that's uh, that's about 30 almost, years. About 30, 30 years. years. About thir- yeah, and 30 and years. And there's, and there's not many of us left. But you, and, yeah. and, and you're still a young man, Tom King. I like to think so, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> About 20 minutes ago, I didn't feel that way, but I like to think so. You're 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 alive, alert, and uh, and that's good. So, Tom, first question: Was it a catch or was it not a catch Thursday night? Oh, I think in in most years it's a catch. I think now they're looking at you know with replay these days. The last couple of years, they really examine it. There's so much you know zooming in and. You know, I'm I'm surprised they didn't take a ruler out to try to measure whether how much space was between the ball and the ground when he fell and everything else. I mean, it's just in my mind it was a catch. You know, it certainly looked like a catch. He had control of the ball. He had his hand underneath it, um, but the ball moved and he he didn't survive the ground. Well, I don't know. Hunter Henry got up, didn't he? <laughs> yes, he, he survived. He survived the ground. He's still with us. Yes. And, uh, it, 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 you know, it, from all angles you could possibly look at, I mean, it looked like a catch. And I yeah. think I think for some guys, you know, if that had been, you know, let's say Travis Kelsey or George Kittle, it would have been a catch. Yeah, I think so, too. You know, yeah. I think it depends on who it is. Uh, but, but at any rate, I, I'm not going to say that cost the Patriots the game, but it certainly was a, a pivotal point in that game. Here, here's the, the difference with the Patriots and those types of teams in those types of games. The other quarterbacks, like Kirk Gibson and uh, – not Kirk Gibson, but, but the, other, the other quarterbacks yep. can bring the ball down the field with under a minute to play and win the game. Mac Jones can't do that yet. At least we haven't seen him do that yet. And they're going to be facing a quarterback like that on – you know, Thursday night. And so, Josh Allen, yep. Yeah, yep. you know, so quarterbacks who can't do those things don't get those kinds of calls. You know what I mean? Exactly. They don't seem to yep. get those calls. Exactly. Yeah. So that's that's the that's the problem that I that I see sometimes in the NFL. But but right now, I mean, the Patriots have a you know they they've got a they've got a tough road to go to get to get to where they want to be to make the playoffs again. I think. You know, they, they look like a 9 or 10 win team, you know, uh, but there's a lot of 9 or 10 win teams right around them that could knock them out. But it's not over yet. It's not over yet for the Patriots. And uh, yesterday, as you wrote, it was uh, like a Wednesday uh, for the Patriots on a Monday right. as they get set for uh, a Thursday but, night matchup with the Buffalo Bills. But Sunday was not good to them, all right? Because Sunday, everybody they needed to lose won. Yep. Oh yeah. So you yeah. know, and that's that's a you know that that was a problem I think, and and that puts more pressure. You don't want to put pressure on games. There's a lot of football left because the 17th game seems like they're adding five games instead of one, doesn't it? It does. It, just, it, it does. It really yeah. does. It extends the season. And a couple of weeks ago, everybody was putting playoff slots together and who they'd play in the first. You had seven games left. <laughs> Hey, that's that's almost in the old days. That's half a season, right? Right. So, it used to be, yeah. It yeah, it used to be back in the seventies yeah, yeah. and eighties when when I was really young. So yeah. you know that's <laughs> that's that's the way you know it, it, it is. So you can't panic too much. But they really need to win to win Thursday night. If they don't win Thursday night. They've got to play catch up. 
Oh, and they do. And well, not very good playing catch up. That that is as it's uh, currently comprised. No, that is uh, that is very very true. And uh, Patriots six and five. I mean, they're over five hundred, but last in the uh, AFC East. Uh, Buffalo has uh, yet to win a division game this year. I mean, they've only had two, but they they've lost them both. Uh, and the Patriots will be home on uh, Thursday night. Bills are currently a five-point favorites in that one. But yeah. I, but I, I think they've got a chance, Tom. They have got oh, a chance I, in well, this Well, I, I think they have a chance because of two words missing out of the Bills' arsenal. Von Miller. That's that's the that's why I think they have it. If Von Miller was playing in this game, I think the Patriots would have a real problem. No chance. No, you know, no chance. I, I, yeah, I, I think that that would be a real tough tough uh, go for them. But with Miller out, that allows them to maybe be a little more creative on offense and give Mac Jones a little bit more time. And I think if that happens, then, you know, maybe they, they can do it. Uh, uh, you know, the other thing, too, is Buffalo doesn't have as much of a running game anymore. Uh, they, and I, That's the one thing I think the Bills really need is a solid, solid running game. They don't have it. They have it with their quarterback, and that's not always a good thing. Because eventually it's going to come back to bite them, and it really already did because he's got the bad elbow. So uh, in my mind, that you know, Patriots here in this situation, knowing they really kind of need to win the game, I think they have a real shot at it. Two years ago, you saw the difference. You saw uh, Buffalo come in here on a Monday night in late December. A game didn't mean anything for the Patriots, uh, and the Bills were just kind of you know forging their name at that point. And Cam Newton was the Patriots quarterback. And it was one of those games where the other team just had no chance. And that was the Patriots. They had no shot, no chance, and weren't on the same field. Uh, this is not that case. Two years later, the Patriots have beefed up their talent. They're a better football team. Um, and, in, and in this game, they're going to probably have the better pass rusher in Matt Judon. Uh, they don't have the better quarterback still, but... They have the better running game, and they are better at enough things than the Bills are, where they can have a shot at this at this game. Yeah, so. and and you, and you said the 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 key thing, Tom Von Miller being out. I mean, otherwise, I mean, the the Patriots' offensive line has has not been great this year. They haven't given Mac Jones uh, much time in the pocket. And uh, if Von Miller was was healthy and and playing on Thursday night, as you said, it would be uh, an entirely different outlook on this game than it is right now. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I, I really do. But and also the the other thing that that may help the Bills is the Bills really need this game. They don't want to be put in that pool of ten win teams. You know, they they want to win this game, and, and they have an easy. They don't have a tough schedule down the stretch, but um, they want this game. I think they they feel that they need to establish themselves, you know, in in the in the AFC AFC East. A lot of people think Miami is the best team in the division. Miami's had a soft schedule. They proved that when they had to play a tough tougher schedule, they were they were having problems. But Tua is having a fantastic year. So the Bills know that this is you know this is a this is a tough one, and it's a big one, and it's a big one for both teams even though there's still, what, five weeks left after this game. So uh, if, I, if I do my math right, yeah, it would be five weeks. So I'm not bad for this time in the morning. So, oh, so, not, so, yeah, so not bad. when's the schedule going to go to 18 games? Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's, 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 I, I, that's inevitable. I, I, it's inevitable, yeah, isn't it? 
I, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I, I, I would think the players' union would fight that a little harder. Um, they didn't fight this too hard because they figured that the three, you know, as long as you have three preseason games, it gives guys enough time to win jobs. Um, and I think that, but, but boy, the way the coaches are treating the preseason and the league is treating the preseason in terms of the way the games are played and, and, and everything else. I mean, they're even more watered down than, they, than they've been in the past. So, um, I don't know. It, it, it could eventually happen. But how late do they want to go with the season, or do they want to start it earlier? I yeah. think if they do go 18 games, they start the season earlier, not later. Yeah, probably a week earlier, yeah. which I, I yeah. think is feasible. I think that's that's feasible. Uh, no yeah, doubt I do. It, no doubt yeah. About it. Yeah, yeah, I do. But those preseason games are really tough to take. <laughs> oh, they are. Yeah, they are. Tom, yeah. can you stay with us for a couple of minutes? Have to take a quick break here. Sure, no problem. Tom King of The Telegraph is with us. He's been covering the Patriots for over 30 years, almost as long as he's been on planet Earth. And he's going to have more insights for us coming up right after these words. It's Kale and Company live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. And we are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Stay with us. Back, WKXL, Kale and Company Live, joined by Tom King of The Telegraph. It's it's officially now The Telegraph, right? I mean, Nashua Telegraph is, uh, you, you don't call it that anymore, right? Um, yeah, you do. Well, I, you know, yeah, you do pretty much. I mean, NashuaTelegraph.com, so. Yep, no, there you go. So, okay. Yeah, so, yeah. So there you are. So you're, you're, yeah, we you're, still have the... We still have the Nashville. In fact, we want more of the Nashville than, than a lot of other things. So. Oh, oh, there you go. So NashuaTelegraph.com yep. if you want to read uh, Tom King on a regular basis. And who doesn't? Who, who doesn't want to read Tom King on a regular basis? Now, I've got, a, I've got a question for you about Mac Jones. Has he regressed this year, or is it the offensive line? I know he was hurt for you know a couple of weeks, uh, but has he regressed? Is he the quarterback he was last year? No, he's not, and uh, you know that's why he almost lost his job to Bailey Zappi. So uh, the the thing is, is it's it's not it's not as much on him as it is on the coaching. I don't think he's getting the coaching he was getting last year with with you know Josh McDaniels, and uh, uh, you know it's you know and again I'm I'm no football coach, and we're not down there off the field or you know and and you know, knowing all the all the things that go on and everything else. I mean, he's putting it all the time. I know that. It's not a, for lack of effort. Um, and when they change the offense to try to simplify it, they've done something with it that, that doesn't suit him. And you can tell um, last year he was able to be make quicker decisions. This year his decisions aren't as quick. And if you're a quarterback and you don't make quick decisions, you're in trouble. So that hasn't helped the offensive line. That's 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 not playing well anyway. It hasn't helped him, uh, and I think that that's you know that's part of the problem that he's had. Uh, I think they've worked with him a little bit. I think the buy may have done him a little bit of good, 
And I think the ankle injury, you know, really, really bothered him. Uh, I, I, I didn't think he'd be back this year after what I saw yeah, that day. I was right. there that day, and I, right. I didn't think he'd be back. Um, but uh, you know, they, he's really you know played through it. I bet it's still probably bothering him a little bit. I don't think you can have a high ankle sprain like that and not have it bother you. Uh, you know, so I, you put all those things together, and the thing with the Bears game where they brought him in and took him out. Um, I, I do think they were planning on playing both quarterbacks because I didn't think they could get him through a whole game with the ankle the way it was, but they felt they needed to get him out there. So, but, you know, it, it, again, the, you know, long answer to a short question, but he's, he's not having the same type of year he had as a rookie. He hasn't progressed, Ken. So in that mind, when you're a rookie and you don't progress, when you're a, a, a young player in your second year and you're not progressing, you're automatically regressing. You know what I mean? Yep, I do. So he, you know he's got a lot of he's got a lot of catching up to do uh, in my mind. Um, but he looked great on Thanksgiving night. Yep, no, oh, he did. Fabulous, yeah. fabulous on Thanksgiving night. In in my mind, it was his best game of the year. It was his best game in maybe almost a year. And uh, but it was also against a Viking defense that isn't very good. It's not a very good secondary. And the Patriots are able to take advantage of that, and the conditions were perfect. He'll face a better defense, not as good a defense as he made it out to be in his press conference on Sunday, where he called him the best defense in the league. I don't think they're that, but he will face a better defense. The conditions won't be ideal because he's not indoors. He's going to be outside facing the elements and, you know, all those things together. But uh, that's the one thing, Ken, that confounds me about that offense. They have talent. Yeah. They've got players that can make plays, you know. Um, but, Kendrick Bourne, I, well, Nelson Aguilar, you know. Yeah, uh, I, I was going to ask you about Bourne because he and and Mac Jones, I mean, especially in the latter stages of last season, right, were a great combination. What has happened to Kendrick Bourne? He hasn't bought into the offense. Yeah. There's, there's a problem there. There's, yeah. I think it's a personality problem with the coaches, and, and he hasn't bought into the offense. Um, and I think that's part of the that, that's part of the deal. So yeah. there may be other stuff going on off the field between him and the coaches or the players. I, I have no idea, but for some reason, born born is not fitting in. And uh, how that happens, I don't know. But uh, if you take a look at things, what's changed in the last year? Has it been Kendrick Bourne? He's the same player, right? So what's changed? Or uh, who's coaching him? And I think that's in terms of the offensive coordinators and. You know, with uh, you know, with Joe Judge and and Matt Patricia, so I think that that's that's been a, that's been a, a the difference in Bourne. The the one guy I think they need to really utilize more is is because Jones passing game is not he's not the deep guy, so they need to use who are his favorite receivers over the last couple of years besides Bourne, who he you know developed with Jacoby Myers, who's a possession receiver. Yep. And his tight ends, Hunter and Hunter Henry especially, yeah. right? And, and Henry, the, Henry hasn't been utilized as much as he was last well, year either. Well, no, because they're trying to work in John o. Smith more. Yeah. And they don't seem to understand how you can do two tight ends. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> the Patriots, you know, years ago when they had Aaron Hernandez and Rob Gronkowski, they, 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 they were able to do it, right? But these guys can't seem to do it for some reason. And John o. Smith's a good player, and he played – a lot in that first half against the Jets, and then he disappeared. Uh, I, I think he might have gotten hurt. I'm not sure. 
and and, and uh, he was you know nowhere to be seen in the, in the in the Vikings game. He got targeted when he I think they they targeted him two or three times, and yeah. that was it. You know they need to you know use. He's been probably of their big signings over the years, probably their most underutilized player. Yeah, I I think you'd be uh, right yeah. as far as John but, Smith is concerned. But yeah. you put put all those things together, and. That helps Mac Jones become a better quarterback, right? Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah, and but, and and it doesn't seem to be to be go to be working that way. And you so, know, so do you foresee this this setup being the same next year with you know Matt Patricia and, and Joe Judge pretty much running the offense? I mean, do you, do you see it uh, changing at all in, during the off season? Well, let's let's look at the dynamics involved. Matt Patricia is Bill Belichick's right-hand man yep. in just about everything. Yep. You know, he's his new Ernie Adams. Yep. He's the guy that he runs a lot of stuff by. If I look at things from, you know, you know, looking at, you know, looking at how things are done. Patricia's name was on a lot of those contracts. You know, they they had Patricia do everything, a lot of things. And now they've got to do the play calling instead of bringing in an offensive mind. So, I think the knowing that I think the only way that changes is if the owner steps in and says we need to hire a coordinator. And you know, unless Bob Kraft says something or Jonathan Kraft says something to Belichick, you know, it'll it'll probably stay the stay the way it is. My guess is they may they may hint they may hint at it. If Belichick's not stubborn and smart enough, he'll go out and do it. How about Bill O'Brien? I mean, I know his contract runs out. He's the offensive coordinator now at Alabama under Nick Saban. Uh, any chance that Bill O'Brien could return? Well, I mean, it depends if Saban wants to bring him back. You know, and they had an agreement where they wouldn't poach each other's staff. So I don't, I don't know how that'll work. Um, I don't see that. <coughs> excuse me. I don't see that Bill O'Brien is this great offensive mind. Um, and Alabama, you know, isn't isn't exactly thriving down there. But I mean, he's he is a good coach, and he would be a you know he was the offensive coordinator once before, and or, you know, and and uh, you know it, it might be it might happen again. They might they might bring him back. I, I don't I don't know. I know Belichick wanted to. Yeah, I yeah. think he wanted to, and and Saban said, "Yeah, remember what we we agreed on?" You know, and so they 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 put a stop to it. So um, so you know, it's it's a possibility. Who knows? You Josh know, McDaniels could be back. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I, I don't think so. McDaniels isn't doing that bad co- uh, of a coaching job there. I, I really don't think he's doing that bad. He's not the same idiot that he was when he was coaching Denver. You know, when he was really young and brash and and you know thought he knew everything. Um, and if he can get that team to win a couple games down the stretch, I think that you know he stays plus. You know how many? You know I I don't know how much the owner. You know I don't know how much Mark Davis is going to want to pay out in dead money. You know, right. and, and, you yeah. know money for free. He's got to got that Gruden contract that, oh, yeah. that he had to had he had to work out a buyout for. So I don't think that uh, I think McDaniel's is probably safe. I don't think there's there's much of a player revolt there as much as you think there might have been. You know a little bit with the offense, and they can't get used to that offense. But I think that. I think they'd give him. I think they'd give him a second year and, and see how things go. If they're in the same boat this time next year, you, you won't. You won't last more than another year. 
Tom King, thank you so much for being with us. Great insight, uh, as always. And uh, I know you'll be in Foxborough on Thursday, and uh, and we'll read your stuff on NashuaTelegraph.com. All right, Ken. Take no care. No problem. Thanks for having me. All right, Tom. My pleasure. Take care. Tom King, covering the Patriots for more than three decades, ladies and gentlemen. Has been to many Super Bowls. And that'll do it for this edition of Kale & Company. If you have any questions about your Christmas lights, how to put them up, how to take them down, how to repair them, we're going to have those answers tomorrow right here on Kale & Company on WKXL and NHTalkRadio.com. We are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. If you missed any of the show or just want to hear it again, 7 o'clock tonight, tune in, tune on to WKXL. Just keep it right where it is for some great programming throughout the day. Have a great Tuesday, everybody.